1: What's up, everybody? This is Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers podcast. As always, I am with my guys. First off, Matt Wealthy. Here we are. Stretching. He's in the new settings. That's all I will say about it. Brendan Dunn. Still in Brooklyn, though.
2: Still in Brooklyn. I appreciate you not saying anything else about my location. I did just move in. It is sparse space right now. I'm working on the furniture setup. I'm glad we don't have to be too much on camera for this. I got kind of a wrinkly shirt on right now. The iron okay. board is 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 somewhere that I don't know. You know, so we're still getting things put together. I'm you, a little you go, tired. You go to CB2 this week or no? Um, You know what? We have a four-day weekend coming up that I'm very excited about, Joe. And I'm going to go to Muji. Oh. I'm going to go to some uh, some of the, you know, Instagram furniture aesthetic vibey shops. you okay. see on you know. On social okay. media to, to maybe get a, a nice chair. Something Dutch, something Belgian, something mid-century modern, maybe? You got an Architectural Digest mood board in the back there, <laughs> or no? Let me know. Let me know. Oh, uh, you know what, though, Joe? Yeah. The Persian rug is here. It is. We got it from Italy. We swerved around the sanctions, so don't even worry about it. Got it on a trip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Persian rug, the infamous Persian rug
2: is there. All right, little by little. I want to give one other disclaimer. I am on a different internet connection, so I'm on the Optimum Wi-Fi right now, and I'm screaming, fuck Optimum. They don't have Fios on my new block. I'm very upset about it. Hopefully, this is not too choppy. It sounds
3: crisp to me, so. Speaking of that, I, I did a, I did a lot of uh, sneaker organizing this weekend, and I, and I and I felt- Saw that? I've never felt more relieved- in my life, because I always feel like having all these sneakers is a burden. And then the yes. more you get, the more, the harder it is to organize all yes. of them. And then you, you know, living where we live, you only have so much, you know, apartment space. And then basically, you know, I have like a two bedroom apartment, but one of my bedrooms I live alone is like the sneaker space. And, I always just throw things in there and kind of forget about it and to finally just – It's so easy to just toss something on top of a stack and, and think that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It, and then to finally like take down the backdrop because we're on, you know, a, a season break from full-size run and just put everything back and kind of like reorganize it. I was like, uh, work the magic in my life.
1: I, I don't know. I feel like we have to resurface the storage unit conversation, guys.
2: It's just I'm getting – I'm in it. it. This is my life right now. I know, but but – I just, I don't know, man. How are you? How are you with storage right now, Joe? I don't. I'm
1: not in storage. I have nothing in storage. Me neither. They're spread a- around a bunch of places, but it's like literally, you might as well have like a tape measure out and trying to measure shoe boxes to see if you could get one or two in certain crevices. And it's just like, w- I don't know, man. Maybe we do a group tri- trip to a storage unit.
2: I would love that. This is funny. Joe asked me this question this morning. He was, he was asking on yes. the Slack. He was saying, what's the best way to move a bunch of sneaker boxes? And I told him right off the top of my head because I just did this. Go to Home Depot, but extra large sounds... moving box, 22 by 22 by 21. You can fit 11 sneaker boxes because that's what I did when I, I was downsizing and moving. But, and then where does the box go, though? Um, the good people at Goat and Flight Club sent a courier my way, and I put 260 sneaker boxes in the back of a van. And they went out to they went out to New Jersey, and I think they went out to LA after that. So Goat is taking care of me, helping me list a bunch of stuff right now.
1: Oh so, yeah, but I'm not selling, so I would have to. The problem with your suggestion of the big boxes, it would mm-hmm. still have to be somewhere.
2: Okay, you just don't know where. I feel
3: like you should at some point. I do. I do. I'm gonna have to. Early, early. I, I feel like with sneakers, it, it there's these people who have these crazy collections, but everyone gets to a point where you're just like, enough is is enough, especially as. You get, you get older and it you just – Joe, I feel like you just need to get to a point where like you're cool with just – not the fact you're trying to make money and resell it but just letting right. go of things. Well, I've never
1: sold a pair of sneakers for resale but I do like – Never, Joe? No. I mean all day maybe came once to the office. That's it for like a pair of retail. Would
2: would you sell them? ATF member all day?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure but I, I remember all day used to pull up and um, ah, there was something – there was something, but I've never sold on like StockX or anything like that. I just haven't, um, which is probably part of the problem. But I really have to figure out the storage unit thing. I do just because it's, it's getting, you, right? It's just getting too crazy, and it's like the issue is you consolidate from one place, but you don't have another place to put the pla- the shoes that you're consolidating right. from one. So it's this never-ending cycle of hey you got, you probably got to get a storage unit. Then you're like, you know, you
2: want to keep it in basements and stuff. That's a little, uh, that's a little risky. Kind of dicey. Joe, have you ever done a purge during all this? Have you ever, I know you're saying you don't resell, but have you ever gotten rid of a bunch at one time? So what I do, I don't do purges. I, as soon as they come in and I know I'm not going to have
1: them, I give away. Does that make sense? A lot of donations. Yeah. Enough about the storage units. We, We got some big news. Sometimes podcasts, are recorded before big news happens. Sometimes they're recorded right after. Mm-hmm. And we are lucky that we are in the sweet spot. Yesterday, it was reported that the VP... Hold on, hold on. It was not reported.
2: Complex Sneakers yes. broke the story. That, yes. Big scoop on a Monday morning while all the other bloggers were sleeping. I don't even know what the fuck you guys write about oh, or what boy. you do. Oh, boy. But we threw the scoop up there. And this was after a couple scoops last week. So, we, you know, it was a Monday. Just another Monday. Listen, that is true. Props to our brethren
1: in the Soul Collector Complex sneakers Slack. Monday morning, my collection goes live. I thought that was going to be the big news of the day, and I and I I was mistaken. You got overshadowed. I, I and that's fine because uh, a friend of the podcast, someone we've worked with for so many years, the VP GM of Yeezy, John Wexler, we broke the story that he was leaving Adidas, and it's so it's it's going to be tough to imagine that place without Wex.
3: I mean, he's the guy who brought Kanye to the brand. You know, I think we had like conversations with him because we had him on full size run and he would just talk about how bad of a place Adidas was in before Kanye got there. As uh, as a lot of people remember, there was like, they kind of had like a little bit of a resurgence around like the Stan Smith and, and stuff like that in late 2013 or 2014. But, Before that, Adidas was really, really bad. If you think about, like, 2000s, like, Adidas basketball and all the Dwight Howard and D. Rose shoes that, like, nobody remembers and, you know, there was no real, like, lifestyle product that people – would latch on to or like cool cool collaborations and it was just, adidas was just i remember like working at footlocker in like 2010 2011 there was like no adidas on the wall we had like a few pair of superstars out back but as far as like actual adidas products that's the only pairs you could actually sell yeah and even then like the shipments were really weird on that like you didn't have any like new adidas product that was that was coming in the store that was sitting next to like nike freeze and and all that mm. sort of stuff so you know kanye going to adidas kind of Spark the Yeezy thing, but it sparked the brand at, at, as a whole, as a lot. And I think that, albeit it wasn't his job, that people do kind of lump in or consider Wex part of the spark in, in that company, being that he had been at the brand for almost you know 15 years at, at the time. Yeah.
1: It also opened up to so many other celebrity partnerships, and it seems that Wex was someone who really laid the groundwork for that with the, with the Yeezy partnership. You know, we saw Beyonce and and not to get too into Pharrell. the details, Pharrell exactly, Pharrell, Beyonce, and, and countless others. And I remember Wex would just text me like the night before, like uh, "Be aware,"
2: or or like something's coming tomorrow morning. Joe had the scoops all along; he was holding back on us.
1: And it, it was great. I ho- we hosted. I hosted a complex con panel with him and PJ. And the yep. thing about Wex that I really enjoyed every time I would see him, not even in like a professional work setting. Like if I saw him in L.A. or something, he was always very passionate and always very excited about what's coming next. Kanye could have been blowing through sneakers, and it was always about just wait, just wait till you see what's coming. Um,
3: before we go forward, Welty, what do you have allergies? Yeah, sorry, I don't know. I don't know what. Too so much key- pollen in the air? Is okay, this even the season? So. Defli- <coughs>
1: all right, we're definitely going to need the sound mixer because
2: he's he's sniffling. All right, we're not going to need a sound mixer. We are going to need to send him a fucking uh, yeah. case of emergency or yeah. something. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm
3: not. I'm not. That's all right. I'm not Are you sick, sick though? Okay. No, no, I just like uh When was sneezed? your last covid test? Snee, no, just right. sneezing a lot today. My Can nose just fe- yeah. I All woke right. up this morning uh feeling like I don't know if you get like I feel like I got punched in the eye. I don't know if oh, you guys boy. have ever had that uh feeling. That's allergies know. has to be. Yeah. No, I'm Anyways, not sick. Okay, but, sorry to get off
1: track, but uh yeah, yeah.
3: done. you want to go? I
2: definitely hope Wilty is okay. I w- I want to speak about Wex a little bit more. I think what's been so refreshing about him too is a lot of these execs at sportswear brands aren't allowed to talk or they don't talk really publicly or or they're kind of guarded and the only way you know them is through some coded corporate speak you know CEOs of of brands you never really get a sense of who they are and they're not willing to interact with the people who are buying their sneakers on a, on a real level what i have so enjoyed about wex is that He's not afraid to be on social media and respond to people and be angry at things and be passionate about things and answer questions and ask questions about the sneaker industry. You don't get that from from the CEO of Adidas. You don't get that from the CEO of Nike. You get a sense that he's a real guy and he's willing to actually chop it up with people and you can tell how much he cares about the industry because of that.
3: Definitely definitely a guy to get down in the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't received a John Wexler DM about something in the past, I don't think you've been really doing it over the past amount of years. (laughs) <laughs> that guy
2: has got to be breathing such a giant
3: sigh of relief that nobody is ever going to ask him for a pair
2: of free Yeezys again. Actually, no, people are still going to ask him for free Yeezys all the time. But at least he has
3: like a real easy just, hey, man, I don't work there anymore. Please mm-hmm. fucking stop. And the one the one thing, too, I, I, I commented on his uh, IG post because everyone kept tagging me, joking around, saying like, oh, is this your new… Job opening. I probably got (laughs) a a hundred of those uh, DMs, but the one thing, especially. Wait, hold on. You got a
1: hundred of those DMs?
3: No, I mean, I probably got. I got. I got a lot of ads. Fourteen. People just. Yeah, yeah. Something of people being like, "Hey, you know, whatever." Did you put in your resume? (laughs) No. The one. The one thing that uh, I I genuinely appreciate about Wex is that I know he's been there for a long time, but I feel like he really, really is a fan of Adidas uh, through and through. Um, he wasn't one of those like Johnny come lately people who just hopped on the boost wave and didn't know anything about the brand. I mean, they hired a bunch of people over the past X amount of years with the brand's growth. And a lot of those people didn't know anything about Adidas and a lot of those people are gone now anyways. So were you out those people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard conversations at parties where people were just really saying really stupid things that worked at Adidas that made me like question a lot of stuff, but neither here nor there. But Wex is one of those people that I think really knew the history of these I mean, him would have like conversations about like random old, like archival shoes. And I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised that he knew it, but like, he really, really knew what the brand was about. And I think he lived it. So maybe to see him go to me seemed a little weird, but there's, I mean, there's a million other things going on behind the scenes. I'm sure we can all theorize that, but maybe shouldn't, but yeah. And we wish him well,
1: I'm sure that we'll stay in touch at whatever he decides to do next.
2: You know what he needs to decide to do next is come on this podcast. Yeah, we need that. Reflect. Reflect on the 18 years of service. His first stop has to be here. Come on, Wex.
1: We need to make that happen. Sneaker news this week. It's only Tuesday. You shot the season finale of Full Size Run. Yeah, that's right. Okay, when did you shoot that? We shot that last Thursday. Okay, so I didn't hear anything about it. You know who the guest is, right? Yes. Was it as good as advertised or a little... Not or what? I feel like you guys would have said something.
2: LeVar Ball. Yep. The guest for the season finale of Full Size Run. We're going on break for a couple of weeks. Get some time to get my apartment together. It was an incredible time. He's one of those guys where you wish you had him in the room. Absolutely. But I love talking to him.
1: So do I. I'm a LeVar Ball guy. Let me tell you, LeVar Ball on sneaker shopping when we had him – he was, first of all, awesome to interview. Mm-hmm. Awesome energy. It's one of those guests that everyone asks about. How was Lavar Ball back when it happened? I remember him saying to me, "Hey man, this was really fun." You know, everyone thinks that we get to spend all this time together. We they came from I think Chino Hills, which is kind of yeah. far mm-hmm. from LA, and they were like, even just the hour or so trip here, it was really good to spend some time with the family, and it was really fun. So lavar ball who's been on a lot of our programming he's always welcome always welcome absolutely so i'm looking forward to that one
3: we might even make an appearance on uh some reality tv okay so connected to the lavar ball thing
1: hold on though i will say that i will say that they told us that we were going to be on like you- <laughs> nightline two or
2: something like that you signed a waiver joe he signed an appearance waiver.
1: Can we bring behind the scenes? And I'm still looking for the the feature. Not even the Facebook Watch show.
2: They cut the footage. No, I, I, I didn't make it. They cut the footage. Oh my. Also, I want to mention, Lavar did tell us as well that he had a good time, and I think he said it was like we were just hanging out. Um, it's great, Walty. What what phrase did he use when he, when he was uh, saying how much he appreciated to both of us?
3: Uh, I didn't remember that, but one of the phrases he used uh, quite a few times is he kept saying, uh, what "Was it nincompoops or something like that?" Or... <laughs> did did he use the word nincompoops? poops? <laughs> it was it was something like that. There was a or Rudy oh, or Rudy, or Ru- Rudy poo. That, Rudy Poos. That's Rudy what it was. Poo. Did
1: Don't he talk it. that talk about Lamelo being
3: like probably number one? I think Lavar's changed a lot. I, I would say that. I don't want to like really? give too much into it. I don't think that he is as blind going into it as, um, not to make it sound boring, but I think that he, it seemed like he's learned a little bit from.
2: He's, not, know, the, he's not as brash as he once was?
3: Um, I, I think he thinks a little bit more about things before just throwing out statements for hype, which is actually kind of good. To to kind of get like to see a different side of it rather than big ball of brains the best shoe ever you don't need yeah. any other sneaker you know like so are you buying the lamello Pumas
1: oh right lamello to Puma that's another
2: thing Neymar to Puma Neymar to Puma it's you crazy guys see that- he just he just unfollowed them on Twitter unfollowed Nike yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't see that, but I did see a tweet that said, Neymar has more followers than Nike and Puma combined.
2: Is that true?
1: Yes, and I looked Let it up. Let me look
2: it up right now. That's insane. Look it up right now. Double fact check, but that not that crazy? How many views did the Neymar episode of Sneaker Shopping do, Joe? You look up the Instagram. I'll look
1: up the views, and we'll get back to you. Neymar.
2: Neymar Jr. 141
1: million? Yes, and now, Ed... Combine the other two. Nike. It just
3: makes me wonder where the real correlation is with those guys, even though how huge they are with actual with footwear sales. Joe, you're right. He has more.
1: And Neymar Sneaker Shopping is at 21 million views. So when's he coming on the podcast? We need that. I've been trying to get a bunch of Puma athletes. The good people at Puma can't help us out here? They have been helpful, but we haven't. Joe, yeah, we have such a good relationship with Puma. I got Lewis Hamilton. I love that episode at Bait. Okay. And I was trying to get others. It hasn't happened yet.
2: Shout out to the good people at Bait.
1: And uh, we're going to get, well, maybe we get Neymar. All right, so no guests this week. We're going to catch up. Okay, well. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Keep it. No, it's okay. It's it.
1: okay. We're here it. For, we It's okay. We're here for you, brother. No guests this week. Good catch up with us. But we are here to debate kids going back to school. I saw a lot of like friends who were in Florida and and the parents getting ready. Always a good time. And this came from a debate that we had in the Slack that we started to have. And I think, Welty, you're writing a piece on it. It hasn't gone up yet about the sneaker of the summer. And there was a lot of debate because like everything, I don't know if it's just us because we kind of try to dissect everything or Mm – There's so many factors this summer, which there obviously is, that pinpointing the shoe of the summer is difficult, but we're going to try. So, where should we start? I start back in May.
3: I think before we even get into this, we kind of need to explain at least kind of what we mean when we say sneaker of the summer. Um, Sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of qualifiers for it. Um, I know we've done this in the past. I think that sneaker of the summer is a different conversation outside of sneaker of the year. I think sneaker of the year is, you know, you're kind of, there's a lot of factors that go into the, we debate these lists, but I think sneaker of the summer or sneaker of the year is like, what is the most high best critically acclaimed shoe that came out in the past 12 months? When you say sneaker of the summer, I feel like there's a lot of different qualifiers that go into that. You know, when everyone's out and about in the summer, like what was the most popular, like it's like, it's like song of the summer. What song right. did you hear get played every, everywhere? Right. But it what might it, not be the song of the year, you know, or even the debate for it. But right, but also, it,
1: we wouldn't consider the Vans Authentic or Stan Smith the sneaker of the but summer. But I mean,
3: in our in our space, though, like okay, cool Fair. sneakers that came out over the past three months that were kind of ubiquitous with the summer, rather than a shoe they made fifty pairs of that are going for ten thousand dollars on StockX.
2: Yeah, so so right away, is that you excluding the stuff like the Chunky Dunkies and the Dior Jordan ones? Because I know a lot of people <sighs> felt those shoes, and I know we've talked about them a lot here. Yes. But people felt like those were so big, and those were such huge moments in terms of the timeline throughout the year. I feel like if you never saw anyone wear it, then it's not Sneaker of the Summer.
1: It's tough for me, because I think if we were doing, we have a book coming out in October, the Sneaker of the Year.
2: Go pre-order that, Amazon, please. We need to hit the New York Times bestseller list.
1: Yes, and Target. It's on target as well.
2: So think about if we were
1: doing the sneakers of the summer, which is actually a good idea. Maybe we'll do that for the next, when we re-up the deal, (laughs) when we re-up the book deal, if this one sells. Sneakers of the summer. Think about it. Given not a lot of us have been outside as much. Actually, everyone hasn't been outside as much as usual. I do have a tough time excluding the Ben and Jerry's from it though. Because if I'm right, because it just, I think if you look back, I'm not saying it is the sneaker of the summer, but I am saying it is in the conversation just because if I think back summer 2020 to, to Welty's point, maybe not what has been played over and over because they are rare, but you think, you think when you go back in time and you think of some summers are defined by one song or maybe one movie that sneaker to me defines, it is still lasted. It's still being talked about non-stop to me even i look at it compared to the grateful deads i thought the grateful deads which did have a lot of heat to them was going to be like neck and neck with the ben and no, Jerry's. it's it not close. even close it's not even it's not even close but also if the ben and jerry's doesn't exist the grateful dead does hold a lot of the hype if ben and jerry's doesn't exist if i'm thinking back in 10 years Oh, 2020. What shoes in the summer? Think about that summer. We're going to remember it for a, a lot of reasons, but when it comes to sneakers, Ben and Jerry's is still top of the mind for me.
2: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Other than the video of our boy Hikmet, Welty's boy Hikmet <laughs> eating ice cream out of them. Again, I don't want to I don't want to beat this horse too much cuz it's already dead, but I feel like there were no definitive moments of the shoe actually being on people's feet. I don't have any memories of walking around the corner and seeing a pair of Chunky dunkies shining in the Soho sun. I don't recall seeing some totally unexpected celebrity pull a pair out and really throw people. So as much as I agree that the Chunky dunkie was a big moment, nobody can deny that. We, we remember how much we were talking about them then and we're still talking about them now. Also, they're a little early for the summer because they did come out at the end of May. Um, b- yeah. But I, I I just think that it's not a shoe that you saw enough or that you saw on feet enough to really have that impact. And it's it's not accessible enough. I do think sneaker of the summer, again, is something about accessibility or something about wealthy said ubiquity where it's something that you can see quite often. I mean, I've seen Joe with them. It seems like every other week he pulls out a new promo box or another dead stock pair he has. I don't know how many he's sitting on, <laughs> but I can't relate to that.
3: No, but I think even I don't – I'm not like a, a fan yeah. of – fan of them, but I think that sometimes... You you're not a fan
2: of the Chunky Dunkies?
3: You yeah, haven't finished the sentence yet. Okay, I'm not it. a fan of them, but some of these kind of like forgettable Jordan 1 colorways, I feel like are even a little more ubiquitous when you come to think about what people are actually wearing when if you were to Way Yeah, if you were going to go to Soho or you were to get off at 34th Street Foot Locker, like what are you going to see like kids from age like 16 to 24 wearing who are like our audience? Okay, so let me ask though, is the Off-White 4 out as well? Those are limited. I think I saw more people actually, or at least on the internet, not real life, (sighs) but people actually wear those shoes than Chunky Dunky. People like the idea of it, but 99.999% of the people who like the idea (laughs) of it are never even going to own the shoe. So, you know, your aunt in Florida who made a Facebook post about those ice cream shoes is never even going to hold a pair in her hand. So it's like the people who are making it into a thing are people who are not even wearing the shoes. So I think you automatically off that fact alone gets disqualified. I know you tried to make a qualifier for it when you said, yo, but it looks sick when Russell Westbrook was wearing it with the Metallica t-shirt. And I'm like, if there's any, first of all, I didn't
1: make a qualifier for sneaker
3: (laughs) of the summer. I just said that
1: I like the fit, but I have to say though, so then yeah, how so we Westbrook them...
3: convince you a Metallica uh, I, T-shirt?
1: No, I liked, I liked, I liked that fit. He tries, tries to like say that that's why I'm voting it for sneaker of the summer. Which, to be <laughs> honest, I haven't even voted it for sneaker of the summer. My only other volley back is so off. five is basically our sneaker of the year. No one has seen, no one wears that, and that was pre-COVID. I've you know, seen a lot more people wear that
3: shoe. I've seen more people have that shoe on Who? foot. celebrities Quavo me. No, I mean like actual, I'm talking about actual, like people on Instagram. Name one.
2: Uh, like Tom, might go grab them right now and just put them up in the camera for a Joe LaPuma moment. You have it done. I got a pair.
1: Oh, when did you get a pair?
2: You know, a, a few weeks back.
1: Uh, I don't know. Did you though? Do you want me to go get them Joe? Why wouldn't you tell? Why wouldn't you say anything? You know that this was a whole story on this. It's not boasting. It's communicating. This was a whole – this was like a three-week story arc on this podcast about how I overpaid for him. You don't even say that you got him? I did get him. Resell?
3: No. He yeah, got for free. <sighs> wow. You, dude. No, nope, That's the thing. That's, that's why I'm saying I didn't want to boast. <laughs> I was going to just say that it's a shoe that I could picture if we were in the office. I'm pretty sure he's worn them on social media that someone like Tony Mui would – Strut across the complex office wearing a pair of off-white Jordan Fives. You know what I I'm going to do
2: for you guys. Go ahead. I am going to post a picture of myself inside on the Persian rug with the off-white Fives on my feet, just to prove a point. And, okay. and we don't do we don't do sneakers on the rug, but they've never been worn outside. So listen, though, not to
1: get too in the weeds. A shoe that came out in February. How do you go back and get that for free? I listen. Challenge, no. dude. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you just got it a few weeks ago and you went back and got it for free, that's challenging. Props.
3: You need Brendan Dunn to write a post on, like, uh, to write a template on uh, a template email of how to ask for a free pair of sneakers with, like, fill in the blanks. Listen,
1: we're going to offline after this because, Listen. wow, that's, that's impressive.
3: <laughs> Is that a pun offline? <sighs> it might
1: oh, be. All right, let's get back though. So we start at the chunky dunky because it's the obvious choice to kick off the conversation. You guys go. I want to hear. You throw a shoe into the mix.
3: I feel like I just want to say this. The reason one of the reasons why Grateful Dead can't be a sneaker of the summer is because a furry shoe that like was going to make your foot sweat isn't something you're going to wear when it's 95 degrees outside. Yeah.
1: Okay, fair enough. I I didn't have it. I I have it in the top, you know, five or ten, maybe
2: of the of the summer part, but i really I think, do feel like that shoes moment came and went we're not going to be talking that about that shoe for too much longer not that it wasn't an interesting collaboration i don't think it was a good shoe but i just it's just not the most memorable sb dunk this year
3: you want to know a sneaker you've actually seen a lot on well we're going to say on instagram because you don't see anything outside outside of your you know 100 yards that you walk to the grocery store and come back so is it sneak the one the one sneaker that you have seen on the Instagram, on Instagram all the time. Brendan Dunn's out here tweeting about it. I know exactly oh what Oh, my is.
2: God. Do you guys agree? It's the Jow
1: 992s. Yeah, but we have to have a conversation about it.
2: We have to have a maybe, conversation about it. Maybe this is me being salty because I still don't have a pair. But I see those two colorways of the Jow New Balance 992 collaboration literally three times a day on Instagram. I don't know if it's the same 16 people who just won't stop posting them. But it is always on there. And I do think... That can't be the sneaker this summer because it's one of those ones that's, again, too limited. But I do think the 992 in general deserves a nod because I think the 992 has been a lot of places between a lot of different collaborations or inline yeah. colorways that are selling out. I mean – I've been wearing 993s a lot because I was always more of a 993 guy versus 992, uh-huh. so 993 is actually one of my, if we care, personal sneakers of the summer because that's the one. This is a total Matt Wealthy cliche that I hate to evoke, but the shoe that you leave by the door and you use to run out in, mm-hmm. I have made more grocery store trips in the New Balance 993 than any other sneaker this summer. But I do think the 992 deserves credit.
3: But that's where New Balance has kind of been having. I don't even want. I mean, New Balance has been having a little bit of, of a moment, anyways, with oh, all yeah. the all the limited collaborations that it's been doing. But
2: and just just to interject real quick, I heard I heard next year they got some shit too. Ooh. So this yeah. this this is not over.
3: Yeah, but I do think that they kind. I mean, maybe some people watching the pod might disagree. I do feel like you know the New Balance shoe maybe does skew a little more higher in the in the age demographics, but. I feel like during this whole quarantine situation that like a shoe like a 990, a 990 V4, V5, V5 is like the ultimate sort of like you said, keep by the door. But I it just I feel like that's all I've all I've worn because it's like a decent shoe that I don't even have to think about. And why are you going to go through all these boxes to pull something out, you know, mm-hmm. to to wear it for all dressed up with no place to go? Yeah. For, for 20 minutes. And, it, and, it, and it's comfortable. So. I don't know. I just feel like like sort of not even just new balance as a whole, but like utilitarian sneakers that serve a purpose mm-hmm. have had a lot more of a moment during what's going on in the world than sneakers that you keep crispy in a box and break out once. Yeah.
1: Are you guys privy to how many pairs they made? Was it a lot or what? Because I do see a ton of the jam new balances, and they've got cosigns from a lot of people. Why
2: are we seeing so many? I don't think they made a lot, but I do think they seeded a lot to all the people who are prone to that sort of posting. And I'm one of those people. Listen, if I had the shoes, I'd be I'd be throwing them up there too. When I got the Double Taps New Balances before they came out, I posted them on there too. So um, also for free. But um, I totally understand it. But still, I'm just sick of seeing that shoe.
1: Okay, but Wealthy brought it up as a, or is it in the conversation?
2: I, I, I put the 992 in the conversation. I don't think that that's specific.
3: The Jown 992? No, just the 992 in general. Okay. Okay. If you had to. Like they're even dropping just like GR colorways of the 99. I mean they're Selling way more out. they're way more limited in uh in numbers, but I don't know. Ronnie did the like not to like harp on new balance too much, Ronnie did the the C L thirteen hundreds that both both sold out right away, you know? Just a lot of stuff going on with that where it's like I don't know if it's sneaker of the summer, but you know, It's up there.
2: Are there any other New Balances, since we're on the topic, that are contenders? I don't really think so, right? We've talked a lot about how good New Balance is doing this year, but I don't think any of their other shoes are a contender for Sneaker this summer.
3: No. It was cool that Kawhi unveiled his own signature shoe this summer, but that's not up there. The one thing that I do want to talk about, though, um, that I do think is one of the pinpoints for a Sneaker of the Summer are. I know we mentioned Grateful Dead and all of that sort of stuff, but I think yes. the dunk yeah. yes. resurgence, the non-SB dunk resurgence, I feel like are the shoes that you have actually, maybe not if in person yet, but just actually seeing regular regular people on your Instagram account posting on foot photos. It's Syracuse dunks, Kentucky dunks, Samba dunks, Brazil dunks. I see that. Or the white and red ones that Brendan never got.
2: Hey, I, I figured out the white and orange ones, though, for retail, so don't worry. The Dunk Resurgence,
1: for sure. And this is not apples to apples, but bef- what I wanted to say before we got off a of New Balance, the thing that I like about the 992 is that you see people wearing them, and it's one of those things where you're searching for, oh, what collab is that? And you know what the response you get? Not a collab, just in line. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when that happens. Like, oh, are those the you, – your m- mind sometimes is trained to be like, oh, is that the Jown? Is that this? Or yeah. wh- who did that one? And it's like, nope, just in line, New Balance 992, which does make a strong case for them. And bringing it to the dunk, we see so many dunks, and I know I bring it up all the time, but the Brazil dunk, which was limited, not as limited as the dunks SBs that we mentioned before – but hit after hit after hit of the Dunks, yep. which made for a summer where such an iconic model. And Chris Gibbs, I love when Chris Gibbs talked about...
2: Important conversation. That was beautiful. Oh, I yeah.
1: loved I loved that story about him going to Japan and then Century 21 in Queens, the yep. Dunks showing up, 100 pairs of them. It shows you the history years and years and years ago. But what I love about the Dunks this summer everyone has a different favorite. Everyone. Yeah. Some people love the Brazil. Some people, even though it dropped a little before, the Kentuckys, white and orange, red Samba, and white. Samba, all that stuff. Som- the Sambas. That that silhouette. And how many times do we see a silhouette be brought back and by the third or fourth colorway, you're like,
2: Tired of people it. Enough. People are tired of it, yeah.
1: No one has been, to, from my vantage point, no one has said enough yet.
3: Is that fair? People- People also aren't like like I said earlier people aren't afraid to wear these shoes which yeah. is is the nice thing about it there is a little bit of flip on them but like they aren't such a crazy flip that you know they're not reselling for $1000 where they become like you like we say like Dior Jordan 1s yeah 99% of the people who get that shoe see $10,000 and they're going to they're going to resell it you know um can't blame them
1: But have you guys heard say enough like we are in the uh They're bastardizing this silhouette. I haven't heard, and listen, we're in a slack with people, including you too, who have very strong, (laughs) very strong viewpoints. And I haven't heard once like enough, which is rare.
2: I think the key here has been that they're sticking to original colorways or not doing anything too crazy on the silhouette. I think one that people are going to be upset about a little bit is the women's dunk disrupt thing because anytime Nike has a model like this, they wanna widen the scope and be able to sell more because we know that all these are limited. But I don't I don't think people are upset about it just yet. I am interested to see whether or not a fatigue kicks in when some of these wonkier colorways come out you know the ceramics i know i know people like that but like the ceramic pair ugly duckling things like that the suede ones i don't know if people are going to be as into those and there's a lot of dunks coming next year this Mm -hmm. is this is just the beginning so there's a a long road so don't don't get too upset if you missed out on a pair because you will have plenty of opportunities
3: it's also uh, easier uh way to get like with the SB hype on everything I feel like they make higher quantities of the actual dunks so trying to get one of these uh you know just regular dunks you don't have to go through like skate shops that have 20 pairs Crazy raffle in.
2: systems
3: yeah and I mean you know talking to people about that for a story coming up but just not not like not a big giveaway but the the amount of numbers on those sb's that are actually at the local shops are way below any sort of thing that you would think that i know it's a hyper limited shoe but the quantities of those things are so like minuscule that mm-hmm. you have no fucking chance of getting those shoes aside from like the sneakers raffle which how many how many people do you guys honestly think that when the ben and jerry's hit on Nike sneakers were on at one point trying to get those shoes. I have no, I would have no idea. It would be conjecture. We could say, would it be too crazy to say that there was 10 million people trying to get the sneakers at once? That's too much. That's too much.
2: A million. I would guess 200,000, just a total in the dark guess. 200,000. Somebody fact check me. I know somebody from Nike sneakers is listening right now.
3: Please fact check me on that. That'd be a great story to break. Um, He's broken enough for one week. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, compared to like Samba Dunks and stuff like that, it's like you might be able to actually get a pair like Brendan's like he didn't get them. They're all everyone found the link. But like Nordstrom had the shoes. They actually no, don't bring of- my Nordstrom PTSD again, man. Yeah. I am through, I am, I'm past that.
1: <laughs> also, and apologies, apologies if I'm trying to make the same point. I feel like if I feel like let's let's have a hypothetical. You're at the magic convention
2: center, right?
1: <laughs> Okay, you're at the Magic. A, wait, whoa,
2: whoa. Joe. Joe, Yo, Joe you're Joe. at the
1: Las Vegas Convention I, Center at Magic. Is
2: is it a Grand Prix, like an open tournament, or is am I on the Pro Tour? Did I win a PTQ? Like, no, Magic.
1: It? You're at Magic, not the oh, magic, I thought you made cards. magic the Gathering. No, no,
2: no. Remember oh. Magic the Trade Show? I, I got so excited, man. No, Magic the Trade Show. I thought you were gonna lob Yo, me. Oh yeah, Magic the Gathering story. You know what? Let's use a better example. You're at complex. <laughs> you're at ComplexCon, yeah. okay? Why am I not at the fucking Grand Prix? No,
1: we're not trading Magic cards. You are at ComplexCon. Okay. Talking to the dunk reemergence and kind of with the New Balance 992, same thing, which I kind of said. You see someone, you're in a standoff with someone at ComplexCon, mm. and one person has the Ben and Jerry's dunks on, and you have the Sambas or the Brazils. You're not really getting flexed on. You're not getting flexed on.
2: That's how good even the... You think there's some parity there despite the levels of height being being way off.
1: Exactly. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Even though one is way more rare than the other, I think some people are like, yeah, but this one is cooler.
2: So where do the magic cards come in? This wasn't about magic. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know why I said magic trade show when we have complex con
1: and soon to have complex land.
2: Uh, anyway. That's right. A virtual yeah. version of ComplexCon.
1: Joe, did, did you go to those trade shows back in the day? I went two years. I went two years. To so which and one? Magic. And? And I did a post because there was a trend. Talk I did about a it. Po- I did a post for the blog. and
2: Complex.com.
1: Yes. And the title was, The Biggest Trend at Magic <coughs> this year. Okay. <laughs> the biggest trend at magic this year, what year was, was it? let me see if it's still up.
2: Do your Googles and, and Google my, Google my magic history too. Cause you might see some things, man.
1: Okay. So the big, it, Check it's my DCI this was, rating, this was back in the day, but back then I was like very, well, I mean, I'm still, but like very nose for content. Like what is going on here that yeah. no one's
2: what's the story. Okay.
1: This was around when Rick Ross was like probably like BMF, I guess. Yeah. At Magic, you would walk around that convention center. So many people had the Rick Ross beard. It was like – Really? The headline was the biggest trend at Magic was people <laughs> looking like
3: Rick Ross. Was this – Joe, was this uh, – This was, was this, on the blog. No, but this – was this uh, 2012? I'm trying to – I think Rick Ross performed at Magic at 2012.
1: That's that's the only year I went. But w- When I tell you, I was like – this guy looks like Rick Ross, this like same sunglasses, same beard. And that is, that was like my one,
3: it was, that guy, Corey, Corey, uh, the guy from Vintage Frames. Corey Shapira? You know? Yeah, who had the, I <laughs> well, think he may have been in the appearance. I know he had the Rick Ross look
2: to him. But.
1: And then, really, before we get it, the other thing about Magic was Creative Recreation always had the best party at the weekend. It, it <laughs> was always the best party of the weekend. So, anyway. Did you
2: leave the gift bag there, though? Because I know you're not trying to walk out of there with some Cesario Lowe's. I wore Cesario
1: Lowe's to my complex internship interview. I'd have, you know. Blue and Incredible. white. Also, Kanye wore the Cesarios on his one of his first New York Times features in the studio. And man, are we off on a tangent. So let's get back to...
2: <laughs> you took us back to Las
3: Vegas in 2012. Let's get back. Wow. Hold on. The whole Rick Ross story may get cut. So I had okay. I have like five. I'm, I'm disappointed because I had like five stories that I wanted no, to t- tell you guys about, back. about project, but we can't do it anyways. No, so- we
1: got to get back. When, when this is on YouTube, that stuff will play a lot better but that whole thing may get cut anyway okay
2: i want to get back into 2020 i want to get back into right here right now summer we all agree that the dunks were a big contender maybe the biggest contender we've talked about yet in terms of sneaker of the summer is that fair i know i know a lot of this has been we're excluding things we're excluding the. yeah you had
3: union fours that those Mm -hmm. just dropped so wouldn't have seen anyone wear them yet uh like we said off white fours like stuff like that but
2: Dior Jordan ones we we know that's not that's not one of them, right? Like we're no, not. I don't think
3: so.
1: If you're gonna use the argument if you're gonna use the argument that you didn't see any Ben and Jerry's, you didn't see any Dior ones. You
3: gotta apply the same logic, yeah. I think one of the shoes that just for reference from like a two or like two years ago, I think, Brendan, I remember I think we were arguing this or whatever, but it was the um for a full size run episode, it was the like the black utility Yeezy five hundreds. Okay, like If just for reference, like remember that summer, like everyone in New York had that sneaker. And if you want to talk about limited shoes that people actually had for a moment, it felt like when the white and blue off white ones came out. Right. That that shoe, like the hype on it, like the resale price was like five hundred and fifty dollars, where you actually saw people like out and about wearing those sneakers. So
2: yeah, that was a thing where I, I think the first round of Off White Jordan ones it was maybe like a twenty thousand unit thing, and then with the blue UNC pair, they made it way more accessible. I think they upped it to sixty thousand units. I believe this is what I was told. So. I'm not going on record saying these are exact numbers, but yeah, making a shoe like that way more accessible. And then all of a sudden you actually got to see it out and about, which is cool. I did see a random guy biking around in some beat Offway Jordan 1s. I can never tell when I see Offway Jordan 1s if they're real or not.
3: Yeah, I saw, um, or the one thing I'm surprised that we haven't really seen is like any sort of Travis shoe become like that, like ubiquitous this summer. Yeah,
2: I thought maybe those cactus trail joints, but I don't know if those were super limited too. I, I haven't seen those that much, and those felt like the easiest Travis Scott sneaker to get so far. But I, I really, I really don't see those that much.
3: And foam runners, still not there. But maybe like the trend of like non sneakers being the sneaker of the summer. I know we talked about that too. Like there's mm-hmm. the Reebok Beatnik. Does do any of us have the foam runners yet? No. No, no one has it. Wait, you didn't get it, wealthy. No, they were too much. They were like, they, I wasn't gonna spend four hundred, five hundred dollars on a pair of like house shoes. You know, I did see Brendan. I was getting a acai bowl okay, in a in a in a in a turmeric latte on a Saturday afternoon.
2: <laughs> Something you would have made fun of me for two years ago. But go on.
3: Yes. Okay. Um, and I actually haven't even eaten, not not that I'm on that lifestyle, but I haven't eaten meat yet today. I do that for dinner. But um, okay. I'm sitting outside at a cafe getting that and see someone walk by in the Reebok beatniks and I was honestly surprised because one of the first things that we've spoken about where I actually saw someone wear it this summer
2: yeah I love the Reebok beatnik you know bog boys all the memes whatever whatever but like I really want a pair of those, and I do think that's one of the sneakers of the summer because it kind of fits with this moment of house shoes or cozy slipper type things, which is why I think the foam runner can kind of be considered. But again, we haven't seen enough of the foam runner to, to really, really yeah. make that a nomination. But I do think the beatnik, especially from Reebok, I'm always happy to see Reebok doing cool things. Always happy to see the stuff our friend Leo over there is working on. And I really appreciate the moment that the beatnik is having right now. I don't think I've seen enough of it for, for it to be the shoe of the summer, but I do think it is a shoe of the summer in a certain section.
1: And then what about done Any super techie runners in the conversation or no?
2: <sighs> Not really to me. I mean, people are still wearing the next percent, but it doesn't really feel like a summer thing. I know Welty's been on his tech runner kick lately. Welty, you yep. have yeah. any pairs that you, you believe in for this summer?
3: I I guess you know you know what's really hard to say with the way the internet works is that sometimes it's hard to discern whether the things that you're seeing on the internet are actually big things or you're just stuck in your own fucking algorithm.
2: Right. Matt Powell calls it the echo chamber.
3: Where like I'm on I'm like my YouTube homepage is all these like running shoe reviews and that's I'm seeing all these people talk about all these different running sneakers and I'm seeing certain sneakers kind of circulate in like hey this shoe is kind of popular but mm-hmm. i don't I don't know how popular the shoes actually are for if it's in the just real world you, yeah, like you see you know like you said like shoes like the the alpha fly mm-hmm. or the next percent, like they did that limited drop the other day with the with the Nike Bayou. Mm-hmm. and those shoes sold out you know with snap of a finger immediately, which is crazy because there's like so much hype on those, and the people who actually want to run on them are' hearing are buying the shoes like on stock x because. You just can't you can't get them in, in reality, which is such an insane concept, isn't what it? What a weird world where we're buying performance running shoes on stock eggs. That you can only wear for like ninety miles and you spent like four hundred dollars on them. Like but anyways. <laughs> I do feel like Hoka though, I don't mean to say it like whatever, but we were, I think we were talking about it in Slack. It does feel like they're having a bit of a moment in, in this world that we're living in. In right the
2: summer specifically, Hoka One One. Yeah. I have to pronounce the full brand name every
3: time to atone for me saying HOKA one 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 time. But yeah, I feel like they're having a little bit of a moment, but I wouldn't ever put that up there towards sneaker the summer. if you just want to talk about shoe trends, but yeah. So
1: then what do we have? What are we forgetting? What do we have left?
3: I mean, are there any Adidas
2: models that really made an impact? I know they had the big Let's talk about it. A to ZX thing planned, but COVID kind of pushed all that back, so there haven't been too many of those models that have released by the time this comes out i think the iraq consortium release will have hit i love those two pairs i kind of want to buy one even though i'm very much telling myself not to buy shoes right now because of everything i'm trying to get rid of but i don't know if there's an adidas model really in the conversation i don't want to be biased
3: what's the most popping adidas shoe for the past couple months yeezys still yeezys right yeah 380s i don't know i don't see i don't I, i really don't i mean has there been any big like Air Force Ones this summer? Not not really, like the Ronnie Air Force Ones were cool. You know, yes. the, the, the Kith joints, Um, but yes. you know, it wasn't really, I don't think it was a big enough moment. Ronnie also had the the Asics release, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Very cool.
3: Cool moment, but not, not sneaker of the summer, you know? Kith 992s, like we already talked about, I don't think we even mentioned those yet, but that was a cool shoe.
1: So let me ask you guys, if we say that we – let's pose the question that we write a piece about the sneaker this summer and we say, give us your thoughts in the comments. What are people commenting?
2: It's got to be dunks, right? Yeah.
1: But that's a silhouette. Do you think they're going to say one specific? Do you think there's no, going to be a lot of – because
2: I don't think they're too discernible from each other in terms yeah. of how well received they are, how popular they were. I mean – and I'm talking here about just the inline Nike sportswear yeah. dunks, not the SP stuff, because obviously some of that stuff is mm-hmm. way more popular or rare than, than others. So, But I, I, I really think that that's kind of been the biggest storyline. I mean, like we said, the thing here is that there kind of hasn't been a summer. We've all been inside. Yes. Yeah. People have been yes. very focused on things other than sneakers, as they should be. So there hasn't been the same amount of attention toward this idea of, like Welty said, going out and putting a pair of fresh sneakers on. It's just not nearly as much of a thing. I, I'm sure that all of us have worn a way less diverse set of sneakers this summer than we would have any other summer, right? Like, are you guys just going back and forth between the same couple of shoes? Yes. What are they?
1: You know, I've been wearing, I've been wearing like a 992, to be honest, like that's near the door. Gray one? The gray and blue. Okay. One that I wore this weekend that I was telling you guys that I would love and I think we should all do this. Give one sleeper, no hype, nothing about a sneaker that someone should should get. Maybe that came out this summer. Uh, July 9th, I'm pretty sure, the Nike ACG Air Zoom AO. You've been very high on the <sighs> shoe, and I love it. Please talk about it. Okay, so to be totally transparent, I saw the shoe in a John Elliott uh, lookbook a couple weeks okay. ago. And I inquired in our Slack, and I was like, what shoe is this? And you, uh, I think it was Ben Felderstein. was like, or Zach or someone, Nike ACG Air Zoom AO. And I wore it the whole weekend this weekend. I've been wearing it the whole week. It has no laces. It's slip-on. It reminds me of the Sunder Max, which in high school, I had every single color because I got them at the outlets. And they have the zip-up. How much laces. were you paying for them at the outlet? It must have been so cheap. So cheap. I think there's actually- 30
2: bucks or something?
1: There's a yearbook photo of me like that my parents- a full page ad like congrats, Joe, we
2: need that photo.
1: Uh, I know you're not going to find congrats, Joe on, on senior year. And I'm wearing the Sunder Maxes in it, but this air zoom ACG really reminds me of that. And I like went to the beach this weekend and like, I was like, usually you take sneakers off at the beach. I was like, you know what? It's an ACG. I'm just going to rough it. I want it to get conditions. Uh, Yeah. And, and it's a sleeper sneaker that if anyone is out there and want to try something new, I fully, fully recommend it. Now, I'm not going to say it's the sneaker of the summer, but if we are looking for peeling away the hype, peeling away the notoriety, that shoe is definitely one for me that I recommend.
3: Well, Welty, you got one? Um, I would say out of things that I have or have worn this summer that I think that were cool, um, I think I wore them on full size or on a couple episodes ago talking about the a to zx thing i don't even know if this shoe released yet um Mm -hmm. with with all that but i got this pair sent to me from berlin it was the dead hype yeah what is that i I,
2: you mentioned that and they look nice i don't
3: even know what Dead hype is it is a creative agency in berlin i don't know they got a shoe they it's cool it's like this light purple it doesn't have any stripes on the side no stripes no it it looks really premium. Um, if you if you take a look at it, uh, I think if you guys Google it, you'll you'll think it's like really dope. It's not one of those shoes that kind of just caters to the people who are into those sort of models. So, to me, that's that's the one.
2: There's quite literally no hype.
3: No hype. Dead. The hype is dead. Everything's dead.
2: Done. You know what? I'm trying to be really honest here, and this is not. I promise you, this is not like me trying to flex. Flex, okay. But no, 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 no. I'm okay, just trying to ahead. be honest. I'm trying to remember the last shoe I bought because
0: okay,
2: I haven't been buying a lot of shoes and I want it to be something that I actually was so into that I spent my money on. But I guess the last shoe I bought was that pair of dunks I mentioned when I managed to go back and get yeah. the orange and white dunk lows. So I, 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 I'm really trying to think of a sleeper pick here. The beatnik doesn't count, right? Because we already said that was a celebrated shoe. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. Go get you some hokos.
3: Mm. Yeah. I'm. I'm very bullish on hokas. That's a
1: big cosign. Big cosine. I'm, I know I'm that you guys have...
3: hoko, man. I did try to buy the the Guava Union Force. I know that's not slept on, but I actually tried to buy that shoe and could not get it.
2: Wealthy out here trying to buy a pair I of Jordans to to keep. Wealthy. Yes, I would have. I think I would have
3: worn him. Um, but that was- wow, we got to get
1: him a pair. We got to get <laughs> him. That,
2: that. Might be the sneaker of the summer if it's if it's a Jordan that wealthy trying to buy to wear. That might be the sneaker of the summer. Seriously, we didn't even talk about the Union Four. Now,
1: if we record this podcast the week after September 30th, when the Blacks are going to hit all the stores, are we? Is that in the conversation?
2: Mm, too late. Summer's over, man. Oh yeah, I got a long sleeve T-shirt. You're
3: right. I feel like if that shoe dropped earlier on, I yes. feel like people would have been wearing it. You know, you would have seen it uh, a lot more, as much as whatever. People said so they didn't want to, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so I think
1: like if we had to choose, where are we at? The Dunk or the New Balance Nine Nine Two?
2: Can we just say there's no sneaker of the summer because there's no? No, summer? we can't. No, we can't.
3: No, I we feel can't. like I feel like Dunk is crazy because there is a lot of nostalgia with us, but I would say Dunk. 16 to 24,
1: 992, 24 to 34. Oh, look at the look at the asterisk. Yeah, look at
3: the. That's how it's split. That's how it's like split to me. Okay, trying to
2: trying to keep the people at New Balance happy because I know at least one of them is going to DM me about this episode because we didn't mention um, this or that 992 or the.
1: We gave them tons of props, even though they didn't send us to Jones, which weird. Eh, you have any. And
3: Yadi said he loved that shoe. So. Yadi said that it's his favorite shoe right now. You had a conversation with a friend who said he liked the shoe, not not to be named. Yes. Yes, I did.
2: But wait, I want to know still your guys' personal shoes this summer. What else have you been wearing, Joe? You mentioned 992s. What else? You mentioned that you are into that ACG shoe.
1: Okay, so you know what, you know what Nike SB I like the most of the summer? The denim shashiko. You've been wearing that. You like that one? I haven't worn it, but I haven't had any place to go. But I am shooting an episode tomorrow that I may wear it for. What's the episode? Can't say. But please. No, I can't. But say you to bleep it out. No, it's just a, I have a shoot that may or may not be in a store, and I. Ah, uh, we'll leave you.
3: That was supposed to be, I believe, for the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Dorian Dunk, and but yeah. you got
1: it. It is true, like. Think about if we were in the office, you guys know that I would be wearing one shoe over and over and over again. And it just, I mean, to be honest, full transparency, I'm barefoot right now at my apartment recording this podcast. I got it's socks just, on and
2: nothing else. I mean, no, I have other clothes oh, on, but no other footwear.
1: It's just different. And I think that I'm happy that we had this conversation, but there is factors that if we saw each other in the office, we would. We would have been like, you guys have been wearing this nonstop or, and
3: it's just different this year. How nice would that be
2: to see each other in the office?
3: I know. I know.
2: What have you been wearing?
3: Uh, I told you, I've just been wearing uh, 990s. That's it. That's literally in my running shoes. And I have one pair of ZX4000s by the door. Um, I'm, I'm actually. I'm, it's funny because I'm looking at it right now. You mm-hmm. guys want me to? Liter- I'll literally go down the line. Nothing too crazy. I have a pair sure. of sandal. Bo- I have a pair of Sandalboy sandals that were the Complex Con exclusive. Shout out Fran for sending those. I have a pair of ZX Four Thousands that I bought for thirty dollars on clearance that I wear all the time. I have a pair of Nine Ninety V Fives, and I have two pairs of Hoka running shoes and the Noble training shoes. That's literally what's at my door. It's a diverse um rotation you want to talk about what I'm actually wearing, that's that's like uh, that's like the, Joe, the cribs opening your fridge. Like, yep, before. yep. That's what I'm wearing.
1: And in Long Island, I've been wearing the Cortez a ton. A ton. Okay, just, just a random yeah.
2: black and white pair?
1: Black and white leather. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So is anybody going to ask me or you guys don't care?
1: Oh, we're waiting for you, of course. What are you wearing, Brendan?
2: <laughs> you know what? To kind of give you a full circle moment, ironically, I've been wearing dunks a lot because... As I've mentioned many times, I'm consolidating sneakers, I'm getting rid of things, and part of this was a trip out to Oregon where I sold a bunch of old pairs I had and dug some stuff out of the stash, and I had this pair of... Do you guys remember the red and white vintage Nike Dunk High from like 2010 with the yellowed midsole? Yeah, they did the green the, the, pair the, too, the right? The vintage. Yeah, so I had those in college. I think I actually bought them from Flight Club at the time for like 140 bucks, and I wore them a lot then, and you know... They, they come kind of pre-distressed. so They already look a little beat, but I beat them to the ground. And that was one shoe that I was so happy to pull out of storage and have again in my life. So I've worn those a lot in the past month. I was wearing them this past weekend while moving hundreds of sneaker boxes up and downstairs. So it's kind of, a, a like I said, a full circle moment just in terms of we're talking about dunk lows. And I'm, I'm wearing these dunk highs from a decade ago that I just love to have again. So that's the shoe that I'm getting a lot of mileage out of right now. It seems that we
1: got to the point where – and Welty, props to you for breaking down the quote-unquote age
2: buckets. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. brought out the whole, the whole PowerPoint presentation.
1: Exactly. Using a gut check or, or data, we're not sure, but it does seem yeah. that New Balance 992 and the Nike Dunk with the summer coming to a close, that those two silhouettes own the summer. I feel
2: good about those picks.
1: Yeah, me too. A summer that we're gonna remember forever. And listen, who knows we got some stuff coming in the fall. I'm looking forward to, to fall. Are anyone excited about oh. what happens do you know what's something that
3: that that we forgot that might <laughs> oh be might God. be on okay, some people's okay, that might sure be on some that might be on some people's sneaker of the summer list? That Brendan does 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 not want on his sneaker of the summer list. Oh give, no! Hold on! We're give not me a still hint. Talking about wait! No! Uh, no! Nope, nope, <laughs> we are! No!
2: No! 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 No!
1: Yes, we are. I've talked to multiple people before Kanye said that this is the best technology. In years, years. Mm-hmm. And they brought up, another mm-hmm. thing they brought up was like the toe, the, the <sighs> split the split toe, like the Nike Air Rift. All right. Done. If we got you the Ispa, would you even have an open mind? Because that's what we're talking about, obviously.
3: We're talking about the Road Warrior shoe, the $500 yes. sneaker that Brendan Dunn hates.
1: Yes, but I'm hearing that from multiple people that it's
2: a great shoe. In my personal opinion. Based on? This is not the opinion of Complex. Nope, definitely or anybody not. else in the show necessarily. I do not like that shoe, and it's not a good shoe. I don't know why it exists.
1: Would Complex let us expense three pairs of those and do a whole <laughs> podcast and see if <laughs>
3: seriously? You have to go, you have listen, to go run to a mile and, 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 and yeah, it's, yeah, a little yes, podcast where ankles. we're all
1: walking
2: around wearing them and you know checking on other people's reactions and and live testing out the feel yes. underfoot. You yes. know, seeing how much it's stretching our toes out with that Ninja Turtle setup. Listen, I'm hearing it from reputable people. ISPA Road Warrior.
3: I am so mad Welty brought this up at the buzzer. Interesting moment I saw uh actually before I started my date, I was gonna put in the slack, but didn't wanna bring it up. But hey, might as well t- might as well talk about it on the podcast. Was as we already mentioned, Ronnie Feig put on his Instagram account that his moat, his favorite shoe recently was that all-black ISPA. I know it wasn't the Road Warrior, the the one with the React soul on it, the Overreact, right, Brendan?
2: I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. I think it is Overreact, but I'm not 100% sure.
3: But I know you're not big on the ISPA stuff, but then I was also surprised that Brendan Dunn liked the post after talking about how much he doesn't like the ISPA. Ooh, you, stuff.
1: you know what, what? You know what? <laughs>
3: that's
2: fair. I think that's one of the better models in the group, and he made them look good with that top-down shot. I will never like a post about the ISPA Road Warrior. And I'm sure the people who designed it are nice people. But it's not a shoe for me.
1: Are you willing to give it a test if sure. we get Okay.
2: If you expense it, I'm definitely not paying for it, Joe. And wealthy, I, I I'm telling okay. you how I am trying to not
3: buy sneakers that I actually like, so I'm sure as hell I'm not going to go spend $500 on a sneaker that I hate. But wealthy, I've heard good things about it. Dunn doesn't like it. Where do you stand? I I said on full size run as well that I I don't like it because I feel that it's all these like tech on the shoe that you wouldn't actually use that it doesn't, it doesn't amount to any sort of like, you're not going to see that sort of tech on some new performance sneaker. Um, so it's like this weird tech that's all like mashed. It, to me, it kind of, Brendan, I don't know if you would agree with this, but it kind of reminds me of like the the, the Homer Simpson's car. where he gets The to assassin? Kind of zone. Oh, oh, the car. I thought he the shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You <laughs> where it has all like the, the bells and whistles on it that like don't do anything. Yeah. That's what I feel like the ISPA Road Warrior is. All
2: right. Well, I will, if you guys want, I will write an essay. I will write 3,000 words about this shoe. You should, no, but you have to test it and you have to have an open mind. I always have an open mind. All right, listen.
1: We started at the Chunky Dunkies. We ended, who knows where we ended with this, but definitely a summer where the sneaker market and wearing sneakers in public has been totally different. But I think the sneakers we mentioned and that we debated and discussed here are going to be the ones that stick out. So, Nike Dunk, New Balance 992, and and some others that we discussed in the conversation.
2: I stand by it. Stand by it.
1: Thanks, everyone, for joining the Complex Sneakers podcast. We will see you guys next week. Have a safe and happy holiday.
2: Don't DM me. I will not give you free sneakers. I will not sell you sneakers. Don't DM me.
1: Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.